Welcome to the Where Does It Come From podcast. I'm Joe Salter, your podcast host and founder of Where Does It Come From, a social enterprise focusing on kind clothes that tell tales. In this podcast, I'll be chatting with amazing people who've dedicated themselves to making our world a better place through business, social enterprise, campaigning and much more. In this episode, I'm chatting with Sean Conway Wood, founder of Ethical Hour, author and marketing guru. She'll be telling us all about the upcoming Shop Ethical Instead marketing campaign, which will encourage us all to shop from small ethical businesses that are doing good this festive season. Over 100 brands are working together, supported by Ethical Hour, to show customers that there are better ways to spend your money this Christmas. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Where Does It Come From podcast. We're approaching that time of the year when there's a lot of pressure on us all to go madly shopping and buying and and riot in stores and that kind of thing. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Black Friday. And that's because of the run up till Christmas. I've got with me today, Sean Conway Wood, who's the founder of Ethical Hour and an old friend of mine. And she's going to be talking to us today about a wonderful marketing campaign that we're all part of called Shop Ethical Instead. Hello, Sean. Hi, Joe. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me. I know you've been on a few t- This is your third time, I think. Yeah. On the Big fan from. of the podcast. Thank you. Well, I think you've covered different things. If anyone wants to go back and have a listen, we've had greenwashing, haven't we? We've talked about, and we talked about, um, I think, just general marketing for ethical brands, really, in the past as well. So this one is part of that, but it's also a little bit different because we're talking about a particular occasion a particular campaign so tell us a little bit about Black Friday just for those people who don't really know what I'm talking about so Black Friday really started as an American thing but like most things with the growth of the internet and things it's, it's spread over here to the UK as well but it's that weekend that falls just after Thanksgiving and it's one of the busiest shopping times of the year and what has happened over the years is that what's called a big box retailer in America, um, so the really big retailers over here, and obviously the online giants like Amazon, tend to really slash their prices, or so it seems. And Black Friday is kind of famous for being able to get, you know, discounts and bargains that you wouldn't get at any other time of year. And it's really this opportunity to just whip us up into a frenzy. And traditionally, Black Friday has been more in-store, and then we now have Cyber Monday falling on the Monday after Black Friday. So it's always the last Friday of November. And then the the Monday afterwards, Cyber Monday is where a lot of those deals go online. But obviously, over the years, with the growth of e-commerce and things, they've kind of amalgamated the two into just one giant shopping weekend. Um, But what we've seen is that Although we feel like we're getting good bargains, a lot of the things actually are not such a good deal for people or planet or even price wise, because sometimes they'll just be kind of, you know, put on at a higher price in order to then discount them to the price they would sell them at anyway over the Black Friday weekend. Yeah, I think it's one one important thing to notice that brands are not giving us things they present themselves as if they're giving us these great deals and giving things away there is no way that a brand is ever going to give you anything unless they're making some profit somewhere along the way and it's often old stock that they're trying to shift before they get the new stuff in for christmas and you know it's it's kind of clever marketing tactics to make us think that we're getting a good deal Mm, yeah and unfortunately people do 
fall for it, if that's the right phrase, they go for it anyway, they save up their thing they were going to buy and wait till Black Friday and um, buy it then, which I personally don't have so much of a problem with. But I think it's more when you don't want something and you're being encouraged that you really need to buy this thing when you that you don't really want just because it's a, a cheap price. Yeah, and I think that's part of the problem, isn't it? One of the things that I investigated for my book, which is all about kind of shopping less, it's called Buy Buy Better, Consume Less. There you go, you've got it there. Anyone on YouTube can see the book, I'm holding it up. (laughs) But one of the things I looked at in that is the manipulative marketing techniques that are used to make us buy more. And actually, we see them come out in force on Black Friday, you know, all of the advertising following us around the internet, really encouraging those impulse purchases. And um, in tw- this is a little bit of an old stat, but in 2017, $90 billion worth of purchases were returned to retailers. Oh, my goodness. Which is just phenomenal. And unfortunately, we know that actually a lot of things that get returned just go straight to landfill because it's yeah. actually so complicated to restock them. So It's a, hu- it's a huge um, problem. I don't think people understand that when they bring things back, they mostly end up chucked away, um, clothing and all other electronics, anything really, because to actually bring that back to the level it requires for sale so for example cleaning it up or whatever is not worth the effort exactly and even just the the technical side of getting it back into the catalogue and restocking yeah. it is usually too time consuming and therefore too costly to these retailers so unfortunately they write it off and, and send it to landfill or burn it which we've seen a lot I think you raised an interesting point there about impulse buying and we've talked about that before. So, as I say, I, I have less of a problem with people working the system if they need to get a new DVD player, say, and they think, well, I'll wait until Black Friday and see what I can get. I sort of have a bit more sympathy with that than the people who um, they are being played. So basically they're being something's being that being manipulated into buying something they don't actually want. And as you say, that can be because ads are following you around. You've looked something up. I've heard people saying it's fate. I kept seeing this thing on the Internet. So maybe I'm meant to have it. No, they've got algorithms that are following you around and shoving it in your face until you buy it. Yeah, that's not fate. That's marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't think people quite understand that. But, you know, it's the same for Christmas. Your partner will love this. Your mum will love this. Mm -hmm. You know, they probably won't, to be really honest with you. Yeah, and that's really where the idea for Shop Ethical Instead came from. So I was really frustrated. I think 2017, when I started the hashtag, was really the first year that I became very aware of Black Friday. I'd I'd known of it as a thing. I very much associated it it with it being an American thing. And then I became so aware of how much my friends were getting involved in it, how much buzz there was for it here in the UK, and just how much it was taking up television advertising, podcast advertising, Instagram advertising, you know, it was just, it was really hard to escape it, actually, and and kind of stay in that zone of being a conscious consumer. And then I saw the other side, obviously, from running Ethical Hour and being involved in the kind of ethical and sustainable community very heavily, of people boycotting it. But as a marketeer kind of sitting in the middle, I realized that there was so much buzz around shopping. And it was really the first point of the year where people started to talk about what do you want for Christmas? What am I going to buy for my Christmas shopping? It's also that payday weekend, usually, depending on where it falls. So it's usually when people start thinking about their Christmas gifting. And obviously, there are opportunities to talk about small business and there are campaigns that go on 
throughout the holiday season. But it really struck me that if we could take that noise around Black Friday and not necessarily boycott it, because some people do want to shop at that point in time. And it's very hard not to when we're bombarded by all these messages. So what if we could take that energy and actually just redirect it onto the small businesses, the ones that really are in our communities making a difference, that are paying people living wage, that are creating jobs, that are creating innovation and that are really building ethical and sustainable supply chains. And obviously, you know all about that, Joe. <laughs> but actually that you feel good when you spend from them. So what if we could take all of that energy and shop ethical instead? Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting actually talking to you as you're a marketeer and I'm obviously a, a brand owner with very little marketing experience apart from trying to market my own stuff. Um, but I came at it from a different angle. I was definitely the boycott brigade. So when I first came across um, Black Friday as a brand owner, which is obviously quite a long time ago when it started coming over to the UK, I was very much saying I'm not having anything to do with Black Friday and then making posts and emails out to my customers saying, um, this is what's bad about it. I'm not having anything to do with it. And I didn't sort of post anything apart from boycott Black Friday kind of thing. But not being a marketing person, I wasn't saying, this is what you should be doing instead. And I never quite had the cheek, I suppose, to say, buy from us, buy from us. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's really difficult for ethical brands. And I hear this from a lot of small business owners that they feel bad for engaging in Black Friday and they feel like they should boycott it. But actually, um, a lot of the market, well, all of the marketing and the communications that I do is really grounded in behavioral science and what makes us make the decisions and act the way that we do. And that is really key to successful marketing. Because if you're trying to sell to someone, you need to tap into their behavior. And behaviorally, if you are going against that tide of your your customers and your audience are just being bombarded with messages that they should be shopping at this point in time and that therefore is a social norm so if you then tell them not to shop that feels like they're going against the grain and they're just not going to do it yeah. and also if you then heap on messages about why black friday is bad and you talk about some of the really shocking stats which obviously we touched on at the beginning there's so many more we could go into but you then create that sustainability shame and you start to kind of trigger people's fight or flight response and then they don't engage with you because they feel bad you know yeah. we don't like yeah. to think that we're creating waste or that we're exploiting people and so we don't want to trigger that so the the ethos behind this campaign was to be a really positive alternative yes we acknowledge that obviously black friday has its bad side but we know that people are still going to shop so if we can redirect their energy and we can make them aware of these amazing businesses that exist and the difference that they're making in their communities at home and the communities in their supply chain, that then becomes a really positive thing that we can all celebrate. And so that is really the guiding ethos that's been in the campaign from the beginning and that we're tapping into again this year. And that and that fits in really well with not only ethical hour, but also some of the work that you and I have done over the years in trying to bring small ethical brands to the fore by running exhibitions in London and um, all of our work with um, the Be The Change Awards and um, Ethical Brands for Fashion Revolution. So I think I think it's it's probably something that we've we've come at from a different angles. I've come at from the activist angle with no understanding of the behavioral science side and you're very much and turning that into a positive so it's positive activism really when you look at it isn't it that's it exactly and it's community action and I think that's the key so 
for and this was you know the driving ethos behind what we did with the be the change awards and what we did with ethical brands fashion revolution as well and really what ethical hour is grounded in that individually we're all trying to do our little bit and make our bit of change and make that change as big as possible but it is very hard to be a small business owner you know to get out there and do all of the different jobs involved in your business to and then to understand marketing and branding and how to sell yourself that's really where ethical hour came from was that i realized that there were amazing small businesses like yours with these incredible stories to tell but those stories weren't getting heard so if i could come in with communications knowledge and pr and all the rest of it and help you do that that's then going to make your impact even bigger yeah. And that's really the driving force behind this campaign. So what we've done in the past is bring everybody together around that hashtag. We've had, you know, challenges where I've given everybody prompts for what they should be posting each day. We've done gift guides. We've done advent calendars, you know, real kind of grassroots feel to it, but just bringing that community together. And what's really, really exciting is that this year it's year five. Last year was a little bit quieter because we had COP26 at the same time. And obviously here in the UK, that did kind of overshadow Black Friday a little bit. And we kind of focused a lot of our content and a lot of our kind of push around that. So we just decided that this year we want to come back with a bang. We want to make it bigger than ever. And it's such a crucial time for small businesses, you know, coming out of the pandemic into the cost of living challenges. We really want to make sure that as many small businesses survive and thrive as possible. So we're doing that collective community action in a different and very, very exciting way this year to make sure that this message is heard and that these brands get themselves out there. And talking of that, I know you've pulled together some really interesting little clips of audio so people can tell what it's like when you have a sale when you're a small business. It feels amazing when somebody places an order. Um, we are an incredibly small team and we really do celebrate every time an order comes in. Oh, it means so much. It really does because I know times are tough at the moment and, you know, for many people right now and I've worked hard to keep the costs low without compromising on the sustainable and ethical DNA of the brand. And it's so difficult to set up an ethical business. It really is. And it's it's taken a lot of work. There's been a lot of ups and downs. So when people buy Ertho, it just it makes it all so worth it. It's something that really brightens up my day no matter what's going on. And I love the idea of um, you know, getting rushing back, packing that order and getting getting it sent off. Oh gosh. I still do a happy, I did a happy dance the first order I got, the first real customer that wasn't like my mum, friends and family. Um, and it's still, it's still as exciting as it was. I go into every order, see who it is, what they've ordered, where it's going, whether it's a repeat customer, somebody new. And I love it uh, just because it's a little bit of validation, I suppose, that it's not just me that thinks this stuff is important. Oh, that is an exciting feeling even now, uh, you know, five years, it just, I do a little jump in my head, uh, you know, a, a little cartwheel in my head saying, yay, I've got an order. Um, it, for a small business, it is amazing when people believe in you and some, when somebody's buying from you, um, they're placing their trust in you. That's amazing. As a small business owner, when you get a sale from a customer, it gives you a really good feeling. I can't overemphasize that enough. And when someone then wants to send something back, which thankfully for where does it come from is a rare thing um, because it doesn't fit or something like that. It 
makes you feel upset because you think oh no that that person hasn't got the joy from that garment I can't pass that on to the makers you know so there is a real positive thing when you get a sale it's not the same as when you're a huge brand that a sale just one stat in loads and loads of stats and if something comes back it just goes into the rubbish pile every sale for a small business makes a massive difference it really really does yeah so just talking about collaborations I think that's really important one thing that I've really noticed as a small business owner since we were going and where does it come from has been running for nearly 10 years now collaboration is far more important to small ethical brands than competition and I think that's uh, such a big difference from some of the big brands that you talk about so getting us all to collaborate like this to sell each other to the audience is a wonderful thing and I think it fits in with all of our grassroots ethos absolutely and what's been really lovely for me this year is obviously seeing how the campaign has evolved over the last five years seeing more and more people get involved more and more kind of media attention and things so um in 2019 uh, we reached over 7.7 million impressions on that hashtag, um, which obviously is just massive. And we've had people like Vogue Business feature the campaign and things. So I think it's giving these small businesses that newsworthy angle because of the scale of the campaign, because of the angle we're taking with it. You know, collectively, these brands can be really, really powerful together, even if they've got tiny audiences themselves and no budget to do PR and, you know, no time to go out there and really create those newsworthy stories constantly that you have to do if you're trying to attract PR. So collectively, we can create that impact. And this year, because I've now started my communications agency, 181st Street, and we have a team, we've been able to apply that team to this campaign. So what we've done is invite as many small ethical brands as possible. We've got over 100 brands signed up. It's completely free for them to get involved. And then we're going to centralize the content production because, as you know, Joe, as a small business owner, sitting down to create social media content and schedule it in and do all of that stuff, it's a full-time job in itself. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, if you think about the big brands, their marketing departments are made up of multiple people working full-time. So for a small business owner who's doing everything in their business, maybe has a small team of two or three people, potentially part-time, potentially Mm -hmm. freelance, it's just ridiculous to put that pressure on yourself and expect yourself to do full scale marketing that a big brand would do. But unfortunately, that's what you have to do to be able to compete and to make those sales. So what we wanted to do and and really as part of our give back to this community is to centralize that and to use our team and their expertise to create as much content as possible. So the clips that you heard earlier are from video interviews that we've done with all our brands. Um, And those are going to go out in December. And we're really going to be telling the story behind the brands. We've got gift guides coming on the 1st of November to make shopping really, really easy. You know, you can search by recipient and by purpose and by value and things and, and really find the perfect gift. And then we've got a whole host of content. And the beauty of that is that that's not just us putting stuff out on the Ethical Hour channels where we can only post so many times a day without overwhelming people. We're giving the content to the brands and they will post it on their own channels. So it essentially gives them their Christmas marketing campaign in a box, which hopefully is a nice Christmas gift for all our small business owners, saves them a lot of time and energy, gives them the free expertise of a marketing team for a short while, and really then elevate. So as we've been signing brands up, and it's just been brilliant over the last 
couple of weeks to kind of see everybody filling in the form and coming in. Uh, we've been logging what audience size they've got across the different channels. And we're now set to, it's the last day we're recording today for people to sign up. So this might increase and we might get some last minute people come on board, but we're already set to have a combined audience of over a million people. Fantastic. And that is really, really powerful. It is. It is. It is amazing. And I think what you say, as a with my small business owner hat on, um, for where does it come from? It is a really time consuming thing even if I've got someone there to make nice graphics and things like that for me just planning things in scheduling things in thinking of what things to post about to try and attract your audience it is really time consuming and I think a, a lot of the brands in Shop Ethical instead will be aiming at the same audience or certainly a very similar audience so going for all of that together makes a huge amount of sense Absolutely. I'm very grateful personally because I don't like marketing Probably. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> probably why we're friends work, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah exactly no I, it's it's something that I find quite difficult quite challenging I suppose to sort of say to people please buy this so I think something that is um something that someone else is doing about your brand looking at your brand and saying these are the marketable bits these are the stories these are the important these are the best images these are the best products kind of thing that's great for me because I don't have to put myself in that uncomfortable position of deciding what to post about so so I'm very grateful thank you and I think sometimes you're so close to your brand and you know everything about your products Joe. you know that you down to who made it you know all the way through and sometimes when you're so close to that level of detail it's very very hard to step back and find what somebody else would love about that and this is what I see with ethical brands all the time is they focus so much on the ethics and sustainability which obviously are incredibly important and usually are the bit that you've worked really hard on you've gone abroad to see your supply chain you've spent hours and days and years researching and finding the very best options and that's the bit that you want to tell because for you that's what makes your brand exciting but actually for a customer that's not necessarily the bit that they will fall in love with that is probably the added bonus but it's not always the reason that they purchase so for us to be able to come in and look at your brand look at your product catalogue choose what we think we you know we have asked you what are your best sellers but then we're choosing which ones you've got the best imagery for for example so we can then go and tell the story of those products in a way that we know audiences are going to respond to and then us creating that kind of editorial content about your brand also then gives you that third party endorsement much like going for a piece of press coverage so it's those added bonuses for the brands but then hopefully long term as well this is going to be a bit of a learning point for the brands and they'll be able to look at what the team have produced and how we've presented the product and take some key messages from that take some key learnings from that and really embed that in their marketing strategy going forward and then obviously we have the training resources and things within the ethical hour membership to help them do that but really that will hopefully set them up to thrive financially in this really key golden quarter where brands make 80 to 90 percent of their sales for the year and then obviously going forward into the new year with a little bit extra marketing knowledge and a kind of marketeer's perspective on their brand that maybe they wouldn't have been able to afford otherwise. Mm. Interesting to talk about this year um, and you're absolutely right I think a lot we both know that many small ethical brands and many big brands did not come through COVID they have had to close for a number of different reasons mostly financial or staff or something like that and this year 
we're, well, I wouldn't say COVID is over, but we're, there's a certain element of people have moved on a little bit and started going out shopping and living in the world again and going back to the office again and all of that. Um, but that's actually in some ways been more challenging or as challenging to try and attract people to your messaging because there's so much there's so much else out there and people are getting a little bit desperate. But we've also got the cost of living crisis to think about this year. And I was reading this morning that um, research has found that they reckon that people will be 30, it was a 31% reduction on spend this year on Black Friday and Cyber Monday from last year. So they reckon everyone's going to spend on average £189.59 each, um, whereas last year it was £275. So there is going to be less of a spend because people just can't afford it, not to do with ethics. And I think that's always a challenge for ethical brands, regardless of, you know, key moments like this where everybody's feeling the pinch is that your products do cost more because they are made ethically. You are paying people living wage, which these big retailers generally are not. And you are doing things in a more sustainable way and obviously at a smaller level of production. So that affects your margins as well. And I think that is continuously a challenge. And where we really work, when we work one to one with brands, we really start from the audience demographics and looking at who has the disposable income to be able to afford your products. And typically marketeers will recommend that you look at income brackets but actually what you need to look at is disposable income because that's the income that isn't otherwise accounted for so my demographic for example women in their 30s typically have young children typically preschool age so we're paying a lot of money in nursery fees so although we are higher earning than people in their 20s our disposable income is shrunk especially if you've got a child that's before their free hours of nursery mm-hmm. but obviously then that's a key point where once they hit their free hours you've got a little bit more disposable income and that varies across different age groups and all sorts so that really then becomes the beauty of marketing and putting this all together because you need to identify fairly small core groups that have that disposable income to afford your product at your price point. You then need to make sure that your product is designed for them and is, you know, if it's fashion, is going to look good on them, they're going to want to wear it. And then you need to think about the models that you use in your imagery, for example, and making sure that people see themselves reflected in that. So there's a real art and science to this of making sure that you're targeting the right people. The beauty with Shop Ethical instead is that combined we can hit that collective audience and we can showcase the reasons why you should be supporting small business. And we're focusing the messaging a lot on things like small businesses pay living wage and they create jobs in communities and things that are really going to be front of mind for people at this point in time. We've designed all the visuals and everything that's involved to really hit those demographics that have still got disposable income and are still going to be spending. And the message that we want to take to them is to choose quality, to choose something that's going to last you for 10, 20 years, even a lifetime. Some of the products, you know, we've got beautiful handmade wooden toys from Ethicana, for example, from Arsha. And they are the type of toys that you will pass down and, you know, they'll go on and on and on through the generations and they'll just be treasured and loved and played with for years. And if you can afford to buy that for your children or your grandchildren this Christmas, then you are giving them a gift that is going to last a lifetime. And that's really, really special. No, it's absolutely true. I mean, it it resonates really well with me because I know for where does it come from? 
it tends to not be the people who are interested in fashion that want to buy hand tailored, hand woven fabrics or whatever. We tend to go for a slightly older audience who appreciate that kind of quality. But that slightly older audience often wants something maybe a bit more. It's flattering to their shape, obviously flattering to their shape and size, but something with a bit more of a story, a bit more depth, a bit more of connection. I know when we designed our um, African tunics a few years back, we were trying them on um, women of all different sizes and shapes, you know, short people, tall people, slim people, slightly more curvy people, you know, to try and make sure that the designs fitted everybody. And I confidently will tell you that they do or anyone that we tried them on. But that was it was actually a real eye opener to say to people, okay, what is it that you want? And the same, as you say, with with the models as well. I mean, we have never, where does it come from, used paid models. It's it's friends, it's people, you know, that have been recommended or we've we've collaborated with another brand and done a photo shoot with them, with their friends, you know. And, And so the models are just people that I think will portray the kind of image that we want for our products really well. I mean, one woman, she's um. She's someone that was in the playground at school when my son was at primary school. I basically went up to her one day and said, will you model? Because <laughs> <laughs> she had the right look that I wanted, you know, and she did it. So no, not one professional model ever. And I, I love our photos. I still look at the where does it come from photo shoots and love the photos, which has got to be good, hasn't it? And I think that's the real beauty of small businesses. That they are so engaged in the community, even if they are purely online and they don't have a physical presence. And I know that the online small businesses are struggling at the moment because people have gone back out into the world. They're shopping less online. They're spending less time on socials. You know, they're going out and about. And actually, there's been an increase in people going into stores. But it's it's hard to have retail space as a small business, but yeah. that doesn't mean that because your small businesses are online, that they're not a key cornerstone of the community. You know, it is the your fellow mums at the school gate and, you know, your, your mum and dad businesses in the community that really we need to be supporting because that's your neighbour. And I think that's the thing that's really key is where do you want to spend your money this Black Friday? Do you want to give it to a faceless retailer that isn't going to notice, isn't going to give you good customer service, isn't going to value as a customer? Or do you want to give it to someone who lives near you? That money stays in your local community. It does more good for your local area and it keeps everybody in your community a little bit more afloat. And I think if we all do that, that's the way we will weather the cost of living crisis together. Mm. That's very true. Very true. I think people often think that if you're running a small business, that you're making loads of money off of other people. And you quite often get asked, can I have a discount because I live near you? Or can I have a discount because I know you? Whatever. Believe me, it's not true. (laughs) Everything, you know, it is a challenge, but we do it because we love it. We do it because we love it. And we know we believe it's the right thing to do. I think I can speak for all of our ethical members on that. Definitely. (laughs) Okay, brilliant. So, for anybody listening, what would you like them to know? What would you like them to look out for? What would you like them to do about Shop Ethical instead? So we are running the campaign from the 1st of November to the 21st of December, which will be the last postage date for Christmas. And we have got over 100 brands involved. So the best way that you can get involved and see what's going on is you can go to shopethicalinstead.com. 
where you'll find our gift guides. You'll find lots of lovely interviews and features of all our different brands. You can meet the people behind the products. You can find out their big why behind what they're doing. And you can really connect to the things that you're buying. You can obviously browse and make really conscious decisions about what you want to give as these lovely treasured gifts this Christmas. And of course, please use and visit the hashtag shopethicalinstead. So if you are a small business that hasn't got involved this year, still use that hashtag so everybody can find you and see you. And if you're shopping, let us know that you are choosing to shop ethical instead as well, because that really does make such a difference. And we want to see as many people as possible get involved and choose the ethical, sustainable small business options this year. Brilliant. And is that across all social media platforms? All social media. We will be. (laughs) absolutely everywhere (laughs) can't get away from us okay that's (laughs) brilliant okay well I really hope that anyone listening wants to come and shop ethical instead this what do you call it festive season black friday season shop ethical instead there's going to be a wonderful choices I'll certainly be doing my Christmas shopping from there so that will be excellent there's other campaigns going on as well I know that eBay for change are also running um Christmas campaigns, Social Enterprise UK as well. So you really hopefully won't be able to miss the push to get you to shop ethically this this year. Anyway, thank you so much, Sean, for coming along again and chatting on the Where Does It Come From podcast. And I hope to talk to you soon. I'm sure I will. And for everyone else, thank you very much for coming along to the Where Does It Come From podcast. Thanks, Jay. Thank you for listening to the Where Does It Come From podcast. You can find out more about the work we do creating planet-friendly, fair trade textiles and clothing that comes with its story on our website at wheredoesitcomefrom.co.uk.